You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Good evening. If you're uh, watching this live or listening at home, raise your hand if you were in Boulder last week. <laughs> we were all Crickets. there. What? <laughs> Why? This is an audio format as well. We're all raising our hands. <laughs> I lost count. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, was, uh, I, I forgot to raise my hand, and then I saw everyone else raise theirs, and I was like, oh, I was there. <laughs> That's right. Like everyone school. else told you to jump off a If you saw everyone else jumping off a bridge, Joe, would you also jump off a bridge? If I heard your voice sound like that, I would. There's like seven <laughs> Matthews coming at us. Through you. What? You're Matthew, like, are you in not- Discord unmuted or something? Yeah. Yes, he is your first rodeo. Tonight's everyone's first rodeo, uh, ladies. Or tonight's Matthew's first rodeo. If it's your one. first rodeo, raise your hand, <laughs> Matthew. You know Matthew? what? No one heard that. No one heard that except for you. That's true. <laughs> so true. you just made it weird for everyone. Well, if you're listening, it's the kind of voice that would make you want to jump off a bridge. It's like, <laughs> it's it was like, like surrounded by seven judgmental Matthews. It was like a panel of Matthews. It was like a deity. <laughs> just like looking down upon you. You know what? You could do worse. <laughs> do you think, Matthew, do you think you would be a fair and benevolent God to all or just people that are ideologically like in the same line as you. Am I um, omnipotent and omniscient? Uh, obviously. I mean, I don't know. Do we? Do I respond to this from like a Judeo Christian Christian background? Do I approach it as kind of like my own weird deity, like pantheon? That sounds like a lot of double talk. Saying that you would kill half the planet. That's I what, it, that's what I'm I saying. Hear. I have literally no idea because I am but one human being and fallible. <laughs> You know what I think, Joe? What? Not about Matthew. About myself, obviously. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what would you do if you were God, Sydney? <laughs> I, well, I told you guys I was listening to uh, Lord of the Rings, all of the series on audiobook, um, and it's fantastic and narrated by Andy Serkis, and it's so good. But I, never I think read I would lean towards Galadriel. I think I am like, oh, yeah, if you gave me a lot of power, I would be terrifying and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that goes without saying. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but Matthew, I feel like to me, you read as uh, like you would lean towards an elvish, like, you know, very knowledgeable, but maybe thinks like very highly of yourself because you're very knowledgeable. So I was like, oh, maybe Matthew would be a little Galadriel too. A little wicked if you got <laughs> would you so be much a little power. Galadriel, Matthew? <laughs> Did you guys just hear Sydney call me like a little like high horsey? <laughs> she did slip that in there. It was very I subtle. Know. I think she called you a wicked, beautiful woman, <laughs> which in Boston is the highest of praise. I mean, wicked, beautiful. I would take that. You sure. wicked, beautiful, Matthew. <laughs> Skid uh, seems like the question of the day is: What would you do if you were God? <laughs> I didn't choose this topic, but here we are. Oh man, if I if I were God. Uh, man, I'd have a lot of work to do. I'll tell you that much. Wait, about what, about what though? 
You know, I, got a I lot think of problems actually, with you people. <laughs> I think I think I would go the Doctor Manhattan route. I would hang out on Mars for a little while. Well, actually, no, I would hang out on Earth until I'd be, it became clear to me that I could not no longer re- relate to mortal people. Then I would retreat to Mars, build myself a castle made out of glass, hang out there for a little bit. And then I would just abandon the human race altogether after about like 60 years. Yeah, just go to Europe, just go to Europa. Yeah, Europa or even further. <laughs> you can do anything you want. <laughs> exactly. Even further. Yeah. Imagine See, that. Why like, limit yourself actually, to Europa? That is one thing that I would change because so – <laughs> What the um? What's the guy like? Uh, I want to get away. I want to fly away. That song. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Right. All right. So that's one. Th- if I were God, that would be one thing I'd change because there's one line in that song that's really stupid. Um. Uh. We can go away up to the stars, the Milky Way, or even Mars. Oh yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh well, we could go to like this entire galaxy <laughs> filled with billions. <laughs> Of stars and planets, or even, now don't limit yourself, we could go to the planet that's right next door to the one we live on. <laughs> See, I always have rationalized that lyric. It's that he's talking to someone, talking to this girl. Talking to a, a dumb person? No, no. <laughs> he's talking to a girl, and he's 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 like, he's coming in a little too hot, and he's like, we're going to go, like, galaxies untold, and she, like, she makes a face like, whoa, this guy's coming on a little too strong, and he, like, panics. He and backs off. Yeah, yeah. To Mars. Like, and he says even as a mistake and then says Mars. Okay. Well, see, <laughs> that's, that's like a- the thing. Because it seems like they had choreographed that whole video in advance. <laughs> and uh, So that doesn't yeah. really fit in with that notion. But don't forget I guess that- if you want to be super generous, sure. Don't forget that Lenny Kravitz is Jewish, which means that Joe thinks his God is different than Lenny Kravitz's God. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure where that came from. I don't Think about know that. What you- <laughs> Give you that to chew on tonight. Huh? Huh? The Roman Catholics don't share their God with the Jews. Look it up. <laughs> Roman Catholics don't share a lot with anybody, really. <laughs> Google it. We don't share gods. <laughs> They're very selfish with their God. Kate, are you Googling it? <laughs> what? She didn't believe Lenny Kravitz was Jewish. I think. I think that's yeah, what she, she was like, "Is Lenny, is Lenny Jewish? Kravitz Jewish? <laughs> is Troy making making a joke? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta Google it. No, he is. Uh, at least half. Um, I just received the most alarming text in the world I'm from Lenny it. Kravitz. Yeah, yeah. Is it was Lenny Kravitz he, adjacent? He was, no, no, it's related to my immediate. I just have to share because I'm uh, coming down from my panic. Oh. My wife texted me. I just saved your life from a water bug that was creeping your way. <gasps> oh, no. I just got chills, dude. Now I want to like look all around. Now I'm on heightened alert. Dude, you freaked me out. Uh, they Wait, can wh- be anywhere. They can be anywhere. They're the ones with like the bajillion legs, right? They're silverfish. Is that what they are? No, no. no, no. They're kind of oh. like roaches. They're just, but they're big. It's like big roaches. Like palmetto bugs. They're just like gigantic roaches. For something the size of Frisbees, they're remarkably stealthy. <laughs> you yes. really are. They can get up on you so fast. Yeah, they're they're wow. just kind of like roaches that when you step on them, it's it's like you have a half hour of cleanup. You know it's what I mean? Like it's not just like, oh, got rid of that bug. It's like. How do you tell uh, the f- different? How do you tell? They look like roaches. They're roaches. They're called oriental cockroaches, according to Google. Um, Apparently, they have this. no relation to roaches. 
I was always told, don't step on a cockroach because then millions of their babies will explode into the world. I heard that too. What? So you always want to scoop it up and eat it. Or throw it in the toilet. <laughs> right. Um, Definitely eat it. But don't stamp on it because their babies come out and then within a month. I don't think that's science. Millions of cockroaches. Google it. I think it. you're wrong. Ask my buddy Lenny Kravitz. I'm not Googling anything about cockroaches. <laughs> Google it right now. No. No Google. one knows more about science than Lenny Kravitz. True. <laughs> Evidently. No one in the world knows more about science. I'm just oh. thinking of Lenny Kravitz on The Simpsons when he's giving up there at rock, Rockstar Camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is this is strange. So I Google water bug, oriental cockroach comes up, and there's a little uh, circle with a, like, megaphone. And so I'm like, what is this? I click on it, thinking it'll, like, pronounce oriental cockroach. Nope, it's the sound they make. Oh, oh no. no. And it just was... Yes. Oh, no. Yes. And it was horrible. You know, Matthew, there's never just one. That's the thing. Stop it. There's never just one. Ask one if she stepped on it. There's a thousand more that you don't. Oh, my God. Matthew is going to be on high alert this entire episode now. (laughs) And one time I came home, I was coming home from the US Open with Joe. And we got off the train, and it was really hot. It was like the dog days of August. We were playing doubles, and we had qualified for the next day. <laughs> we were just we were, we were, home <laughs> for some rest. We got pretty close. We got pretty close to being contenders. Yeah, that, that was tournament. that was a, that was a tough year. Tough year. Uh, anyway, it was really, really hot and really, really sweaty. And I, and my hair, I needed a haircut, and I just felt like what felt like a trickle of sweat go down the back of my neck. And then I got into the apartment, and then the sweat moved back up. Oh, it's a water bug. Oh my uh, god! I think uh, that's the thing is touching. It's the unknown. It's the as soon as you see it, you're like it, I, you place it in your mind, and you're like, there it is. I will get rid of it. But that's happened to me too. It's happened to everybody. I've like oh, a brush on my neck, hair on my neck, and I have gone to to brush it away and in my hand i have felt a solid object on the back of my neck and you just go "Ah!" like i don't even care about bugs i'm not bothered by them but your immediate primal reaction is to just scream at the top of your lungs and fling it as far away from you as possible lizard brain it's embarrassing it's lizard brain it is full lizard brain it's so embarrassing it does go to lizard brain full on lizard brain. lizard would eat it um, right. That's where we differ. That's where we differ. Skate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, wait. I know you're itching to start this episode, but I've been waiting patiently no, for I you to wanna, ask me what I, I would do if I was a god. Oh. Yes. Oh, what, what would, would you do, you do oh, if I you know. were a god? I want to know. Well, I had an answer, and then Skid went, and he mentioned like going to outer space. I thought I would be like judgmental and scary. But then I was like, maybe I'll go to Jupiter. I want to go to the planets too. And I wouldn't take on any followers um, because they're needy. They like ask for stuff all the mm-hmm. time. And I just don't yeah. want to deal with any of that. So I would just kind of like be chilling and alone, but also judging everyone. And everyone would be scared of me. You're missing you out if you're not judging. People? Would you yeah. mess with people? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like a, a mischievous like a trickster god. Yeah. Like a Loki. Like, you'd, you'd be ah, like a little shit. Loki. There she is. Oh, no. We better leave her offerings <laughs> so she'll go away. No more wedgies from that god. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like deities that have, like, day jobs. Like the like the Hermes of the, Hermeses of the world, where they're like, yeah, I got to go ferry some people to the end of the world. Oh, like, I gotta, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm busy. Or you could just be, like, the god today. of wine. 
Yeah. yeah. Sounds sick. Dionysus. Dionysus. Yeah. God of wine. Or Bacchus. Yeah, back oh, to be a Jim, Bacchus. Jim Bacchus. Yeah. Ugh, Jim I killed Bacchus. to be a Bacchus. Are you kidding me? Have a Bacchanal? You guys serious? Yeah. They're wild. Yeah. <laughs> She's been to one. Clearly. <laughs> you guys gotta come. Next one I'll get you the invite. Don't worry. Yeah, they're a good time. Um <laughs> A little subdued tonight, Lavalli. Right. Especially about a Bacchanal. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're a good. Thing. You tie. You got a. You got a Boulder hangover. You I got a little, from- a little Boulder hangover, not uh, of the uh, alcohol variety. Of the uh, just tired. I'm just. I'm just tired, and uh, it seems like uh, there's no end in sight. But that's okay because Boulder was fucking awesome. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I have a Boulder hangover too. It's like that. That sadness. Like from leaving a con. Right you know? that high, yeah. yeah oh, there's nothing like, worse than leaving the con. Yeah, it's like it was so much fun. And then you come back and you're like, and now I'm alone in my room again. reading. <laughs> and it happened so quickly. Kate and I were talking about this at 4.30 in the morning the next day when we took our flight about <laughs> how it just was like, what, what happened to this weekend? You know, I don't know if it's because we're out of practice from traveling or what, but it was just like, <clears throat> it went by like that. And uh, <laughs> it's a whirlwind. And also, because we only did one show, we usually do two, but uh, it was so much fun. Um, so if you were at the show, have low expectations for tonight. We can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> we can't beat it. That was the best episode we've ever done. That was that a great was so episode. Uh, all the more reason, though, for you to come out next month to St. Paul, Minnesota, and Asheville, North Carolina. That St. Paul show is awesome. Almost sold out. It's getting there. I think it's going to sell out. Uh, Asheville, new location. We're already over half sold, uh, which is great. I know there's some people traveling out there. You know, people get like Airbnbs for 10 people and people just travel like the nation just Dude, rents an Airbnb, best. meets each other for the first time. More people need to do that. Yeah. Do you realize, does any, do any of you that were, that are doing that and you on this call with me realize how much more fun those people have than we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get to have. So, all I want to do is just go and stay at Airbnb They're with gaming. ten people and play board games yeah. and yeah. drink beers and hang out and then like go to the show and then go back keep playing board games. Like that is the best. I'm so jealous of that crew. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I mean, I know there was a big crew in uh, Boulder and there's people are getting together uh, in Asheville. I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of these Airbnbs. But if you can come out, come on out. It is a great time. And if the Boulder show is any indication of what the 2023 tour is going to be like, you don't want to miss it because you can watch a video. You can listen to the pod. Be there live like you are tonight. Yes. As we jump back into dun, dun. this story. Dun, 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 dun. Um. I give a quick little recap of the Boulder show. If you haven't caught it yet, uh, hopefully by now the video's out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, they, uh, they take a long time to, to put together, but the podcast is certainly out. Uh, hopefully you've had a chance to listen. You know, a lot happened and also not a lot happened, but basically, before we started, you had just beaten or killed a few denizens of Lang, who are the guards of this place. You're not quite sure. It seems like uh, this lunar prison is almost abandoned. You went and looked at the pantry, the kitchen, the mess hall. Looks like people haven't used it in a while. It's it's very empty. And even outside, there's one guard. Now, the guard was a badass, but only one guard. It seems very strange. So you start exploring a little bit more. You find a room uh, covered in blood uh, and also a couple scrolls, a scroll of cloud kill and then another scroll i don't think you figured out what the other one was oh that's right cloud kill 
You go around a hallway and you find the uh, it, it ends in just a wall, but there's something weird about the wall. It looks like a, almost like a natural rock, like it shouldn't be there. Um, it doesn't seem passable, but Aldo notices with his keen perception scrape marks along the floor, almost like maybe the wall shifts, but there is seemingly no mechanism uh, for that to happen. So you continue exploring. You find another guard room. Again, empty. Uh and then stairs leading up. You go upstairs, and as you go up there, a voice enters Ethel's head uh, telepathically, asking about the upstart Piper uh, sending his men or something. And you're like, what? You eventually go upstairs, and you see this creature that you uh, soon determine is known as a moon beast. It's this, like, inside-out frog, uh, the fucking thing that plays in uh, Jabba's palace. What's his name? Ponda Baba? I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, Ponda Ponda Baba. Uh, Or is it uh, one of those guys? The blue one with the big nose. Kind of looks like him, but skin color. Cy Cy Snoodles was the guy on the keyboard. Cy Snoodles, I think Ponda Baba was the the, uh, woodwind guy, yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways, uh, he... Or, the, or they think that you're uh, in league with someone named Arknar, uh, but there's no time to ask questions. Boom! Dominates Ethel. Ethel starts attacking you guys. You can't get a, an attack in edgewise. He's coming over, uh, hitting you with tentacles from his face, uh, doing horrible things to you. Eventually, uh, he listens to reason. You're able to dip, realize, like, he thinks that you're someone that you're not, and so you stop the fight. He releases Ethel's domination and explains to you that the current prison is in the midst of a civil war. His protege, another moon beast by the name of Arknar, uh, decided that he wanted to do things a little bit differently. He favored torture over uh, this creature whose name is Yathkef, over Yathkef's more uh, humane uh, means of uh, incarceration, trying to rehabilitate prisoners here on the Dreamlands Moon Prison. Um... But it caused a a bit of a uh, a schism between the two of them. And that wall that you saw that looks like it's shift evidently is a mechanism that the prison has in place for in the uh, only to be used in the event of lockdowns. And the mechanism can only be done on the other side of the prison. And Arknar has sealed off that side of the prison. uh, And it seems like they're both just biding their time trying to uh, take the other one out and take over the prison. So you strike a deal with... Yathkep, give us the Yellow King, who we understand is imprisoned here, perhaps, and uh, we'll be on our way. He says, okay, I'll give you the Yellow King if you go kill Arknar. Come back, you can have anything you want. And you say, okay, great. You're pretty beat up from the fight, and so you go into the records room to the south of uh, where this battle took place, and Atticus is like, we need eight hours. And uh, it's good because you're going to want some time to explore this room, which is wall-to-wall cubbyholes. And almost all of the cubbyholes, as you start to explore, they all have names or little descriptions written in Aklo on them. Almost all of them have perfectly clean jawbones inside. Perhaps past, past prisoners who are no longer with us. Why are they preserving the jawbones? Or is that what happens? You come in, they take your jawbone, and then send you down to the cell. You don't know. They spoke out of. They spoke out of turn. Oh, an eye for an eye. Jawbone. Prisoners should be seen and not heard. Jawbones out, but you do find like a little over a dozen cubicles that still have personal possessions inside. Some just a couple coins, some like a tunic. Um, 
And we end the episode with two of these really jumping out at you. You do see one for the Yellow King, I should mention, but there is one that says uh, Alaric on it. And inside is a locket with a, uh, like a small, very, very small painting of Suki inside. Suki finds this, her eyes. Why did that name mean something to Suki? And then Eris finds one, and the description just says uh, female flesh warp witch. And Eris looks inside and finds a poppet that looks exactly like egg. And that is where we pick up today's session. Ladies, you have the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I got nothing to say because you need to tell me what the F is going on here. I imagine you guys, uh, uh, Ethel and Aldo and Atticus, you, you see this look of, uh, you know, maybe shock on their faces. But what happens next? I think as soon as Suki sees the name Alaric, I mean, she opens the cubby, they're just looking through everything, and she takes out this locket, and as she opens it and sees that it's her inside this locket, I think she closes it very quickly um, and puts it down and kind of looks to see if anybody noticed that it was her. Uh, And she turns around, and Atticus is directly behind her. (laughs) 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 that's a great head tilted down looking over his bushy rat eyebrows at you like suki something Mm. wrong no no what is it uh a clue the yellow king have you found something no no it has nothing to do with that it's um I don't even I don't even know what it is and she holds out the locket to Atticus and opens it and shows him he looks at the locket eyes dart back up to you back down well it is a dream a nightmare what what about this name do you recognize this name I do actually it's he, he died. So it's someone you knew, someone close to you? Yes. Someone who would have had a locket of you in, in our waking life? He had this exact locket, actually. And she tears up a little. Well, Sorry. What happened to him? Is, is he gone? Yes, he died. He died a long time ago. I'm I know it's a dream I'm just it feels so real and if he's here I don't know Suki I I truly I I don't mean to pry into your personal affairs but it is very important to understand these questions and if they are too difficult just let me know do you you saw him die yes And you saw his body? Yes, as far as I... I... Yes, yes. I cared for him very deeply. And... As far as I know... Yes, he died. He 
I don't... Now I'm confused. Now I don't understand. Was he like you? Uh, had he studied the law of dreams? No. No, he was human. Okay. It's all right. It could just be something placed here deliberately to manipulate you and to throw you off. It doesn't make any sense. How would they know that I would be here? We were never supposed to come here. We don't quite know the powers that uh, the Count had at his whim, or the powers he unlocked by coming here in the first place. Him or Wei Raleigh. We don't know if they know each other. There is so much that we don't know that we cannot suppose anything, particularly that they wouldn't know you, or that we, we were coming. All right, well, I'm going to take this, and... Well, just a moment. Does it have any magical powers? Oh, I didn't even... No, don't be so hasty. Think t- <clears throat> she takes it off her neck. It's <clears throat> uh, a, a moment. Are you really re- wearing a locket of yourself around your neck? <laughs> yeah. He died! Yes. <laughs> I loved him! <laughs> well, there no, no, it is. It's not that weird. I, for a while after my divorce, I had to carry around a, 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 just a, a replica, of, like a little painting of my face. Just in case I lost myself and had to remember who I was. Suki, a painting Suki of my face. Holds both Ethel's shoulders and she goes, You understand so deeply how I feel. I do. I do. She's going to do an arcana check. On, on, on Ethel? On Ethel. On Ethel. <laughs> She's like, oh, Ethel, okay? we know you're magical, please. Uh, There's no question. That's going to be a 30. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't appear to have any uh, magical properties. Um, detect, you can detect magic on it as well. Nothing. Look, it's just a plain, simple locket that, uh, if you did in fact see it in Galarian, it looks identical. She puts it, it back. She puts it back on. She goes, "There's nothing. There's nothing special about it, except that it's special to me." Let's door, move on. The door opens, and it's just your face again. She Paris yells out and goes, Image. Hey guys, look, um there was another flush warp witch who stayed here who also had a poppet as like her minion, but it looks just like egg. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Where e- is Ethel egg? drives his hatchet into the, the chest of the new Egg's egg. right here. <laughs> so and she holds up she holds up egg, my egg. And then she holds up the poppet that she found in the in the thing. Right next to each other. They look exactly the same. She's like, isn't this crazy? Oh, no, there's two. Eris. Uh, uh, I mean, this one's not the real one. I don't know. This is the other flesh warp witches. How many flesh warp witches do you know off the top of your head? Well, I haven't met a lot of witches in general, but... um. I'm the only one that I know of. Right. So this is going to be great to meet this other one. Right. Very yeah. exciting. It doesn't just look similar. It actually looks identical to... I know. We have similar tastes in dolls. I make mine, so this person I mean, must also make theirs. Identical tastes. Yeah, it's nuts. You made egg. I make egg, yes. Every and time yes, I need to make all, all, egg. All I, this isn't the first egg I've made. Sometimes I lose him. Sometimes can't make an on fire, doing that. and I make another one. <laughs> Break uh, she, it! I'm hungry. She whispers to Aldo and Atticus and Ethel. 
Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Is something wrong yeah. with her? Almost certainly not. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's say this is fun. Let's say what we're thinking on the count of three. Uh, All right. One. Oh, two. Two. Three. Three. We have to kill Eric. Now, see, it's, we were, none of us were thinking what each other was thinking. Kill Eris. That's why it's important to talk these things out. We wouldn't have known. Uh, so she says. <laughs> While you're doing this, she's like holding the dolls up together and like playing with them, like talking to each other, <laughs> making them kiss. Also, Kate, it's not helping how freaked out I am that uh, one of your hands has reddish nail polish and the other hand has green nail polish like perfectly timed for this poppet conversation oh, it's, it's wow. breaking me out Joe, look it up <laughs> I, uh, I did look something up though I looked up poppet for the hell of it and there's a Wikipedia uh, post about poppets and how witches use them so I've uh, added the image to the chat I, I can't uh, or to roll 20 ooh, ooh. I can't imagine this is what you guys were going for but oh, oh no just an example of one kind it's of just one kind of puppet but mine I mean, looks like a doll that a child would want to play with but is very simple looking at the same time this is so oh terrible look at that there's like a nail right through its face it looks right like through someone its pelvis pulled it out of their nose <laughs> no i think it is literally nailed to a wall god that is scary that's some blair witch shit yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> Sure, I'm ashamed of you. As someone from Massachusetts who is also a theater person, the puppets are all over the crucible. I uh, I don't like that play. <laughs> you know, fair enough. It's fair enough. Okay. I don't remember words from things I don't like either. I don't, because I it is uh, my name! I never liked the crucible. Anyway. Uh, I think I think that possibly... Oh, what's that? Is that another puppet? <laughs> this kid's got a puppet. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Um, Eris, let's get to the bottom of this. What? Where did you find it? I found it in this uh, little cubby labeled "Flesh Whip Warp Lady," and it was inside. What is? What does it say, Troy? Uh, what is the cubby labeled? Uh, is it a name? Flesh Warp Witch. Flesh. Well, let me just see. Uh, female just, Flesh Warp Witch. It just says female Flesh Warp Witch. Eris, try to talk to the puppet. Perhaps you can communicate with it and find out who its owner is. Oh, yeah, maybe it still has all of it. So I do, like, I guess an occult check on the puppet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, natural 11 for a 21. Wait, 30. 30. <laughs> uh, I have a plus 19. It was hard math. <laughs> It is, uh, you just kind of hold it in your hand and it, it ragdolls. It's inert and unresponsive. Um, but it has all the exact same features as egg. Just mm. kind of. Yeah, this one's not being used anymore. Um, well, I don't think it is merely a coincidence that there is a cubby here for a Fleshwarp witch and also Suki's former acquaintance is found uh, in here as well. I don't like it. This place has a history that is connected to us in some way. Keep your eyes open. It's bad omens. Oh, wait. There's another cubby. It's... Oh, it's for the Yellow King. Now we're getting somewhere. We dig into that cubby that says the Yellow King. Um, Just two things. Magical dagger. Uh, dagger that's emanating magic and a yellow cloak, which again 
is uh, really just a piece of the the old curtains uh, stitched together from the caravanserai, uh, maybe bleached yellow from the sun. I realize I already had that in my notes. We did that the last time. Okay, okay we found that. It's fun to reiterate. Yeah. Uh, did we, did we did do we an identify magic the, yeah. on the oh. dagger? Yeah, I can just tell you it's a plus one striking dagger. That's right. right. That's right. Cool. Um, you also found one that said human woman that had a magical, uh, you know, magical armor, uh, magical composite magical longbow. Magical shirt, yeah, magical composite yeah. longbow, a thin dagger wrapped in cheetah hide, and a sack of trophies of animals. Do we want to go through that? Yes. Sure. Yeah, um, just again, we're rolling over the checks that you didn't make. Uh, it is a plus one chain magical shirt, uh, a plus one striking uh, magical composite longbow, and the dagger that's wrapped in cheetah hide um, is not magical, nor are the uh, gruesome trophies in the little sack. Um, if no one else has any interest, I'd really like to take the composite longbow. Uh, certainly, by yeah. all means. Yeah. I, I have no interest. Uh, I take it, and then I also take the magical arrows uh, that was in the male elven wizard's cubby. Ah, uh, yes, a quiver with three green penetrating arrows. Cool. And I will tell you that the javelin was a javelin of lightning. Oh. Oh, I always love the javelin of lightning. That's such yeah, a cool item. They're cool. Who, who wants that? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, um, to Aldo, right? <laughs> Why not? I could, yeah, no. I, yeah. I could take that for certain. Sure. All right. I put the bow on my back and a, the quiver on my back. And I'll, then, take a, I'll take a moon animal trophy. Yeah, so the, tr- the, the three, there's three trophies. There's a claw, a weird claw, a uh, uh, an unidentifiable uh, set of fangs. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like really long incisors and uh, a snout, and the mm. snout looks very familiar to Atticus and Aldo. Snout, hmm. um, but but we can't place it. Um, give me a, a nature or a cult. Okay. Uh, Doing a cult. I'll do a cult, yeah. 28 on a cult for Aldi. Um, It almost looks like the snout is like vomiting spaghetti. It is, in fact, a Zoog snout. Uh, uh, yeah. Zoog. Like the king... Like the king of the Zoogs? King, Zoogs? king of the Zoogs. Another one of, another one of, of the pretender's subjects. Is one of his grace's subjects. We shall have to return this to his majesty. <laughs> you you <laughs> ran afoul of them when you were um, in the uh, the trees where you fought the tigers and totally. then Nestor Bin Lay yeah. and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, That's yes, right. there was the Battle of the Kings. The, the Pretender Battle King. The Battle of the Kings. <laughs> One of the best the posters from last year. <laughs> yeah. Was that Indianapolis? Was that yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Indy yeah. Night 1. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Charlie, right? It was uh, was the, was uh, the was the uh, the loser of the Battle of the Kings was Charlie. Charlie, <laughs> I can't remember what his name. Charlie Thumbbottom or something. Um, can I? Uh, can we just like go roll ourselves up in the pea rug and uh, get some rest? <laughs> 
Uh, he has made it clear that the P-Rug is not to be touched. <laughs> and he's really creepy, so I think you might want to just shut the door and hang out in here. Yeah. And rest your eight hours, which will have yeah. no uh, mechanical consequences for the game. Unrelated, I'm just going to roll a few D-hundreds. A few D-hundreds? It's, it's definitely not creepy in here with all the jawbones looking yeah. at us, right? <laughs> right? All the polished and clean jawbones. A terrible place to rest. Okay. But uh, you've reached an accord with Yothkef. Eight hours pass. Get some healing. Um, let's take a quick break and then get after it. Sweet. Cool. How many hit points do you have exactly, Joe? I have exactly... I was, I was, in, I was in the middle of preparing my spells for the day. <laughs> uh, 78. 78, okay. Great. Out of... 78. Perfect. You were the one most concerned about the healing. So now you're back to full. Is everybody have full? 78 hit points? Yeah. Wait, if we... <laughs> yeah. If we're Jeez. taking literally eight... We keep saying we're taking literally eight hours. Is this yes. a full rest? Yes, yeah. it's a full oh, rest. okay. Full night's rest. First time you've rested in the Dreamlands. In Not fact, true. Second no? time we've rested. When was the first time? On the flight to the moon. Oh, That's yeah. True. We slept we in the car. We yep. slept in the car. <laughs> we got a snooze. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Is there anybody, anybody in there? In there? <laughs> uh, all right, let's rock. What are we doing? We, 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 we're going to the other side of the prison, right? We picked a side in this civil war now. We are, all right, so yes. We're conscripted into the East Side Army. You may not remember, uh, towards the end of the show, you find the model of this prison. You see the little switch right. that opens up the drawbridge. That's actually in the room where Yathkef is right now. If you remember, there was an alcove with a big yep. lever. Okay. On the other side of the prison, you see the thing that goes, that moves the rocks. Um, right now, you don't have access to that. But you do see, leading from the lake to the north, where you guys came in on the Shantak, there's like a, looks like some sort of drainage pipe that leads to the uh, western side of the prison. That might be a real pain in the ass. Um, and then there is that grate with the, like, funnel in it where it looked like liquid was being passed from the pantry into the kitchen where uh, Suki turned into a lizard and snuck through. And that led right to the hallway that connects to the other side, that shifting hallway. So that would be your best bet. You just need a way of everyone passing through that small grate. If you can figure out that, that would be the easiest way. Um as it stands, we, that appears to be the only two ways as you stare at this, like, perfect little replica. Think Beetlejuice. That's where my head is at. Troy, could you show us the map again? I um, never showed it to you. No, the map that we were on when we were down, <laughs> downstairs. Uh, all right, I thought you were trying to catch me. Um, sure, let me show you the... Wait a minute! Okay. <laughs> um, boom. Sausington. Um, so if you see where I'm pinging Shma, pretty much uh, center, a little south of center of this building, uh, that, was, that was that mess hall. Yes, yeah. And Suki went up to those doors, and they were locked, and she was alone. And so she came back to you. You guys came around. Let's go in the front door. That's when Ethel just, the portcullis. And uh, you almost died. I do remember that. All so right. So now we have keys. Do we have a key to that door? No. You have keys, uh, and they have unlocked all the doors that you've gone through. So we can unlock the doors 
only I can get in through the grate as of right now, but we also have the two dimension door spells, and we have, metagaming-wise, an unknown scroll, because Kate stole a scroll, and we don't know what it is. Correct. Yeah, while we're westing, can I, like, sneakily try to figure out what that is? Uh, sure. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolute jerk. Yeah, and. You jerk. <laughs> yes, and. and. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a, uh, uh, Arcana. Recall Beow. knowledge, Arcana, or Ooh. identify magic. How do you uh, how do you figure out what a scroll is? I don't really care about these kind of rolls. Oh, okay. I got a 17. Total? Mm-hmm. I rolled a natural two. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's just identify magic, I believe. Um That seems low. I don't have my DCs around. This is not something that I can do. Like it's I... not being passed around. What's going on? Sydney, why are you? What's the shit eating grin for? What am I missing? <laughs> Me? Remember, she shoved it in her. So you her. said that we, we don't even know the scroll exists. That's why. I'm saying we don't know it right. exists. Yes, because okay. that's Kate what I had, thought. I'm staying true to the story, and I'm saying Kate has a scroll that we don't know about. Eris <laughs> has a scroll that you Sorry. don't know about. Aris Kate has... would share everything with you. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. I thought uh, Suki had the scroll. That's why I was confused. I thought no. you were like sneaking I up have... to Suki while she was sleeping and trying to look at it. I have cloud kill. You have cloud kill. Cloud kill. Uh, okay, cool. So then we can't help you because you're not sharing. Okay. I think it's probably a spell that's on your spell list, and it says if you find a scroll, you can try to figure out what spell it contains. If the spell is a common spell from your spell list or a spell you know, you can spend a single recall knowledge action and automatically succeed at identifying the scroll spell. If it's not, you must use identify magic to learn what the spell scroll uh, holds. I have a feeling it's on your spell list. It's Mm. uh, the spell confusion. Oh. oh, that's a good oh, one. Cool. All right. We were just talking about this. The confusion in 2E. Very different. Very what deadly. What level is that? Uh, it is level. a fourth level John. Four. Okay. I don't I have that. Say, you don't have I, that. It's no. Not, well, but I it might be it on to your, my pop it. Yeah, I'm saying it might be on your spell list. You may have just not learned it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feed it to Egg while you guys aren't looking overnight, and now Egg knows confusion. <laughs> and I also know, didn't we... Uh, Dimension door? or Yeah, dimension door. We have two dimension door scrolls. How many people can you take with the, the 2E dimension None. door? Zero. One, zero. One if you try to take a person even in a, like held in an extra dimensional container, the spell is lost. Yes. You cannot take anybody else with you. Yeah, it's just it's just for one. It's table for one sort of spell, but I, I'm just confused. I've been confused about the wizard uh, learning it because the wizard basically, like you need gold to learn it. Uh, and so I don't know what our party goal is. I'm sure we have enough, but like, uh, either we have to just do it or, uh, he, he just has to use it and expend it. But I don't, you know, so it's a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how consumables, like you can't take stuff from the dreamlands back with you, but how do consumables work? (laughs) Right. But if you read it and memorize it, you know, does that go travel back to the real world? Does it come back in your mind? Yeah. I yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I would make the case that you would be able to do that because it's basically just—it's like a memory. And yeah, we, we are—we do remember like what what happens to us here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would too. I would. I would rule the same way. So, okay, Sid, you could get in. So let's just—we have two dimension doors. Is the is the subject is the target of dimension door personal or can you cast it on somebody else? Um, uh, it says cast it, range 120 feet. So yeah, I feel like you can cast it and then one person can go through. 
You can instantly transport yourself and any items you're wearing. It doesn't say like a willing target. Oh. I think the range is uh, personal. I think the the range is referring to how far you can travel, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, copy. You instantly transport yourself and any items. Yeah. So if this would bring another creature with you, even if you're carrying it, the spell is lost. Yeah. Wow. So, Sid, you have a way to get in without the spell. Eris, do you have a way to get in without the spell? Um, I also have gaseous form. Oh, perfect. Which, again, it's another level four spell. Um, other than that, I could send egg in there, but if I lose egg, I can't cast spells. Send egg yeah. in solo to see what's up. Uh, all right, so it sounds like we've got Sydney can turn into a, a small creature. Um, Joe's got Dimension gash. Door. Kate can go gaseous. So how does Hal know Ethel get through? And we can't... I guess, is there a way to use magic... Is there a use magic device equivalent in uh, 2E that Ethel could try to use the scroll himself? Um, I ask, I'm asking Joe. Why are we doing this? We can't get so we can through get the, the metal the grate that's in I, that I, I thought kitchen. that we found like a lever that opened something. No. On the other side of the prison that we can't get to. Yeah, so the, only leather you, the only lever you have access to oh, is wait. the portcullis. But you said something about pipes, right? Yeah, in the map? Yes, so the other option is it appears there is some sort of uh, ductwork from the lake a mile north of the prison uh, leading to a sewer grate on the western wall. Um, so that appears to be an option. You just don't know what's... Uh, I'm, am, I'm I'm amazed at all of your collective restraint at not quoting the Shawshank Redemption about uh, crawling through a mile of shit to get you know, whatever whatever. <laughs> we were waiting for you. Uh, waiting for I, you I, I can't do Morgan Freeman justice. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were Morgan doing Freeman it. I thought talking? I was like, is that Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> the other handle. <laughs> we're under the impression this is. We know where where it is. You can see the room. Yeah, it's on the other side of the prison, on the second floor. And we know what it opens. Yeah, so yeah. this model prison, everything works. Oh. Everything works the way it works. So the little lever that's right near where Yathkef is, you can press it, and you see the portcullis on the, on the model go. Yeah. Same thing on the other side of the prison, second floor. There's a little uh, lever. You move it, and the rock wall goes and opens up another passageway. In fact, it opens up the passageway uh, that you guys walked up against a wall. When it moves, that allows you to access the other side of the prison. But right uh, now, you can get to the other side as well. So you all just, we have to do is one person just needs a dimension door there and flip the switch. And then everybody can walk in. No, dimension door, you must be able to see where you're going in Tui. And so it's useless. And it's no, full. We of can get into the prisoners. We can get from the. Were you listening to any of our conversations? <laughs> no, because I was preparing spells. So the the room with all the tables is has a locked door, and we have keys now. That's what we're saying. Yes. 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 The no. only problem yes. is you've got to get through a tiny little grate. Yeah. Yeah. And we're okay. so we are discussing ways to get through the gate. Sydney can turn to a lizard or other small animal. Kate has gaseous form. You have dimension door. That leaves two scrolls of dimension door. And I and Aldo probably has the ability to. Use I don't them. have Dimension Door. I have a scroll I fed of Dimension my Door. My scroll to my partner. and her scroll's gone, so she knows she can, knows Dimension Door. Can Gash's form be cast on another person? Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me because if it, it could, then you can Dimension off. Door yourself and Gash's form somebody yeah, else. Target. Ah, um, one willing Great. creature. All right, so oh, now you see one more person. Um, because you could cast Dimension Door on yourself. Joe could cast Dimension Door from the scroll. Uh, Sydney, Azuki can lizard, mouse, whatever you want. Uh, then Eris can cast Gash's form on either Aldor or Ethel, so you just need one more person. 
This is kind of fun. I, this is kind of shit. I could do this for hours. <laughs> do it on Aldo. I'll go crawl through the mile of shit. I know that's what you were all thinking. I know. <laughs> well, but I really don't want to have That's to do what that. we're paying you for, isn't it? I really don't want to get eaten by a shit monster on the way in. Yeah, what if you, what if you face a shit monster and you're all alone? Well, not what wouldn't be the first time, huh? <laughs> Is that the plan then? Is that what we're actually doing? I, well, I am going to retcon, learn this scroll, and prepare Dimension Door then during that okay. rest. Yes, we would have done so, that. Then. So I will prepare. I will learn it. I will spend the gold for it. We'll figure it out. But I haven't yeah. bought anything in this campaign. I know that I have the gold for it. I'm sure. Uh, but I'll make a note of it, and then I will. So I'll cast that on myself. Any and, other spells and you guys have? The other thing that I was thinking of preparing is that I haven't prepared in a few days. I actually did prepare it, is Invisibility Sphere. Uh, it's something that hasn't Ooh. been useful to us lately because Troy's our GM. Because it's mostly just like anytime you go anywhere, the enemy immediately gets to jump on you. But um, I think in this case where we're specifically, we know where we're going, we know what we're looking for in some way, and we could all move huddled very close together and be invisible, it might give us the jump on somebody. Well, the reality is, yeah, you know, obviously I've been in the past... Um, stringent uh, versus invisibility but the rules are very clear into it well actually they're not very clear but it's not like you're completely undetectable you all have no. to use uh hide actions to like avoid being detected to change yourself from hidden to undetected to conceal so there's a whole slew of things invisible just means they kind of can't see you um but you're very detectable if you don't have stealth you're going to be heard oh, but it wait. just means a dc like 11 check or a dc 5 check for them to attack you so it, it you know 50 percent chance 50 percent mischance 25 percent mischance Troy. Yes. I looked at the grate. Um, oh, great. <laughs> I looked at the grate when I passed through it, and we did check it out and stuff. Would I know if its hardness is four or less? <laughs> Sheepers. <laughs> no, you wouldn't know that. I wouldn't you, know that? But you wouldn't think it would be. It, it's a iron grate. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Why? You got something that can obliterate something? Of Yeah, I was thinking if I... I'm just like, if we're preparing spells, like if I prepare Shatter, you know, if I could just cast a spell on the grate and explode it, uh, <laughs> yeah. then we don't... I don't think Shatter's meant to be used on iron. <laughs> <laughs> if what it was a glass that- grate, you'd probably be fine. Yeah, uh, if it was made out of, like, Stuben crystal. <laughs> um, okay. Kate, rock candy. Maybe rock this candy. is maybe this is a dumb question, but can you prepare more than one gaseous form? Oh wait, so I've got three level four spell slots: one for dimension door, one for gaseous form, one for. Hmm? So if I prepare oh. one more gaseous form, that's all my level fours. But I can. Sounds a little greedy if you ask me. How bad you want to be in there? I just worry that if I go up by myself, if I trek yeah. a mile on the moon, then then crawl a mile back, I'm going to get eaten, or you guys are just going to be left it alone. It might be worth it, just because my only other level four spells are Countless Eyes, Phantasmal Killer, which Atticus has. Um, yeah, and that's it. So I can use two slots of gaseous form. I would appreciate it. I will crawl for shit for money. I've done it before. But if oh, I don't but have I can't to. Give you, okay, wait. I can't give you eyes, though. 
I, I do like it when you give me the eyes. It's it's weird. It's not <laughs> sensation, but it does help me in combat. No, it was very, very uncomfortable before. I think Suki had something to say, or Sydney. I'm just trying to <laughs> bypass his wall. What if I cast Pass Wall? Now that it's, that is a spell that is perfect for the situation. It's a spell called it's Pass Wall. Pass Wall. It's a visible tunnel through a wall in a chosen area, replacing the area with empty space. If the wall is thicker than 10 feet, the tunnel ends at 10 feet. Even a small layer of metal in the wall... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I got to that last line. There no, that wasn't even the last line. That was like... Even- <laughs> Wait, no, say There's two more that lines I'm- after that. This, this that wasn't even close wall. to the last line. This even- part of the wall right here yeah, doesn't you have any use metal it. It. Even right. a small layer of metal in the wall prevents the spell from functioning. <laughs> But I'm, I'm saying this this part of the wall right here in the pantry probably does not have metal inside of it. Mm. Mm. Five foot wide. Don't forget, so Troy decides what I does know. and does not I, have metal in it. I don't. I look at the at the features of the lunar prison and it tells me. Oh, oh, do interesting. They, That's what it's made oh, of. Oh, interesting. Every oh, wall has a spin. <laughs> do they gild their of metal in the middle? It's funny that they thought that far ahead to include that line. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, no, hold on. This might be. Well, maybe you can. This might be the solution with for one spell slot. Troy's going to yeah. put metal in the wall, make me waste a fifth level spell slot, and then have to do all our stupid spells anyway. <laughs> you guys are so close. All right. I pull. Ethel pulls a magnet out of his pocket, which he carries everywhere because it's something one of his children gave him, and Cute. he he tests to see if there's any iron in the in the stone wall in the pantry. Just oh, wait. You're down. So you guys left. Yeah, you we guys go downstairs. Down? Okay, let's let's go to the map. Enough of this goofing around here. I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote you from like seven minutes ago. I could do this all day. <laughs> uh, are we all right? So you guys are uh, here, right? Yeah. All yep. shoved yeah. into this pantry. With this crammed into the pantry. Dumb snake. Uh, <laughs> Does the snake need to be on the floor? <laughs> Sadly. All right. So you hold your magnet up to the wall. And it just hits the floor. <laughs> it's science. It's not, doesn't have metal in it. There's no there iron in there. Or the magnet's not very strong. <sighs> should I, this, should this I This is an ideal it? situation for that spell. It really is. But it's yeah. It really is. Okay. It's perfect. City, it's right. perfect. Okay. This goes back to first edition D&D, by the way, the spell. This is, an, this is, this is the old magic. Very powerful. <laughs> the old magic. Old magic. Okay, let me just... Hold on, I'm I'm preparing that spell now. Definitely, uh, just getting rid of this other thing. All right. Okay. Okay. Is I'm, every- I'm allowing all this because I would imagine you guys would have talked through eight hours. Like, what should yeah, we do? Hours. How do we figure this out? Yeah. Um, and instead of doing it here while sitting in the pantry. All right. So right. what should we have prepared last night? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so all right. what's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we gonna do again? Um. <laughs> All right, walk me through how uh, what Suki does. What does this look like? Um, so I think we go in, we're all in that tiny weird pantry area with the funnel now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Suki is with Ethel as he's like, you know, knocking on the wall and holding the magnet up. And he's like, this is the perfect area to do it. Anyone got um, a stud finder? Maybe there's metal lashings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she goes up and she also like feels the wall and she's trying to do her nature thing of like, is there earth and rock in this wall? Um, and she casts Pass Wall next to the gate, not on the gate, away from the metal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just, uh, I guess it's like, I don't know, earthbender style. Like she puts her hands up against it and she like plants her feet very solidly. And then it's like, whoom, it just, it's almost like illusion magic. Like it just opens the wall uh, into like a straight tunnel as if it just sheared the wall through. It's so cool. Your fingers touch the wall and it's smooth and uh, a little bit greasy as well. And as your fingers touch it, it just parts open and you see through to the other yes. side. Yes! Pass yes! Wall. Pass wall. Amazing work, Sydney. Yes. Incredible. Oh. I'm going to give yourself a bottle cap. That's uh, a yeah. bottle cap. Yeah. Thanks, Troy. Nice. Um, all right, Thanks, slip. Team. We all slip in. Atticus is in. Yeah, we go. Chuck We're go, in. Go, go. Ethel's in. He starts scrambling some eggs. <laughs> uh, I also, I'm going to pass out moderate uh, elixirs of life, one each to each of you, and I'm keeping two for myself. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. This is... Thanks, uh, not, buddy. Not all of you have been in here. Um, this is uh, obviously a kitchen. Uh, oven, oven, mixing pots, tools, uh what few like utensils are in here are all dull. Obviously, they weren't leaving uh, weapons out for the uh, prisoners who were on kitchen duty to use. Um, but again, it doesn't look like it's been used in a while. And now you know why. Or do you? Uh, let's go. Yeah, Suki tells them quietly, it's through this door and then the double doors in the mess hall, I think is where we're trying to go. Okay. And she leads them to the double doors, and she'll go on one side of them. Mm-hmm. Walking through the mess hall, three long tables of strange dark wood with matching bensers, all scarred from years of use. Also unused. And you approach the double doors. Ethel, let's go. You need me? <laughs> Ethel, in here. I was, I was I was eating eggs. Okay. Take care of the keys. They open the door. Is this the door right here in the center that you were leaving a space for me for? Uh, I can't where, see the where wall. Where Suki is is the door. Uh, okay. Uh, Ethel will... Uh, Atticus is standing on the table. <laughs> Suki, Ethel you want to back off there, Suk? You want me to? Okay. You, yeah. We'll send Ethel in there first, right? I thought the door was in the middle. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I was confused. All right, Ethel so will uh, listen at the door real fast. Uh, cracked eye. Okay, 31 perception. 32 perception. Don't hear anything. I will Atticus is going piece. to detect magic through the door and through the wall, see if there's any presence of magic just on the other side of the door for whatever, 30 feet, 60 feet. None. Never remember. No magic. Okay. Uh, Ethel will use the keys. We'll go through the keys until he finds one that fits the lock. And open the door. You see a small, ten-foot-wide hallway um, to the north and the south. Um, there are scrape marks all along the floor. Obviously, the way that the hall can shift from this mechanism that you know exists upstairs is you see those scrape marks on the floor, and then there's another set of double doors in front of you leading uh, further west. Um, I approach the doors, and then I listen at these doors as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a 29. Very silent. 
I use the, the ring of keys to open the door. You open the door. You see a, um, what looks like a large room uh, that spreads out to the north and the south. In fact, a little ways to the north, there seems to be a little um, hallway between several cells. Looks like there's two long lines of cells crowding this uh, oppressive stone room that lies before you. Um, There are stone walls separating the cells, it appears. Um, But beyond that, the cells themselves seem to be divided from the corridor with floor-to-ceiling walls of iron bars um, that don't provide any privacy. Just looking ahead, you don't see anyone in the cells. You see leather pallets, metal buckets, suspicious-looking stains. There's a sour smell filling the hall. Um, and that's what you see. Uh, Atticus, I think Atticus is seeing this open up a little bit. He's going to say, Come close. I will make us vanish. Move oh, quietly yeah. and watch your footfalls. We can still be heard, but if we can't be seen, perhaps we can pass unnoticed. And uh, he will cast Invisibility Sphere. So as long as you're um, next to Atticus, we are all invisible for ten minutes. Can we see each other and you? Mm Mm-hmm. We can all see each other within the sphere. It's like a wall around us. It's a ten-foot aura around Atticus. Cool. Cool. Okay. What's everybody's uh, stealth score? Uh, I have a 15. 14. Plus 11. 11 for me, too. Okay. Great. All right, so you're invisible. Uh, Pepsi slid out there. Uh, Pepsi, get back. She calls him back. Crackers. You can see that uh, it looks like the room only goes another uh, 10 feet to the south before it ends in the wall that leads outside. Um, And another corridor there. so two corridors. If you look to the north, um, I'll give you a little bit more here. It then thin, it thins out a little bit to the north. Yeah. Well, from okay. our knowledge of the model of the prison, where, how would we get to the second? I guess you're just trying to get to the second floor, right, for the mechanism. Yeah. So. Um, if the, mo- if the model looks exactly like this room, then there would be rows of cells extending all the way uh, to the west, and just up here would be the to the north is where the stairwell is leading up. To the stairwell. Ethel, go. Are we all sticking together? Yes, but uh, you're leading the way. we got to wait for you to move your pawn. Move and, your pawn. Uh, we will uh, <laughs> stay close behind you. Atticus in the center so everybody can be invisible. All right. You start sliding up there. Um, when you get to the, the middle, you can look down, and in fact, you're able to see into um, all these cells um, to the north and south. You can't see into the cells way to the north and way to the south because you haven't um, gone to that corridor, but you do see way down the end of that middle row the sewer grate. <laughs> That presumably uh, led to the lake. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right. Okay. The cells, now that you look, um, 
the what, 10 cells that you can see here, um, all empty, uh, apparently. It looks like you could house multiple prisoners in each cell, or at one time you did because there are no signs of life. Um, the iron bars of each cell are about an inch thick and set every three inches apart. And there's a, a lock on the outside of every single cell, um, still attached as far as you can see. Um, Is the sour smell getting worse? Um, yes, and it appears to be coming from the grate. Oh, okay. Okay. Good thing we didn't do that. Um, should we check the entire area before we go up to the second floor? Well, there's nothing to see here. It's empty. Well, we there, there is now. a, there's like a lump or something, a pile, like a blanket or a cloak in that central cell. We also the flesh warp, which is still here. We also didn't check the south, um... It's true. Oh yeah, let's all. Um, There's many more cells. Let's all back up. Just take a quick peek. You're, step, you're stepping on me. You're stepping Did on someone me. drag all of you together? Or did, did you all just move? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's just impressive. Um, okay, you look down the lower cells, and three cells in, you see a woman. Oh. Um, she is, uh, dressed rather nicely, actually, although her clothes are soiled, um, probably from her incarceration. Um, she has, uh, dark features, um, give me a, a history or, uh, nobility, I don't know what the... Society? Society, society. thank you. Society. I want to say nobility, society. society. Is a twenty-five for uh, for Ethel. She oh. appears to be uh, Osiriani. Ah. All right. Well, let's move on. No, I'm she, of course, <laughs> she of course doesn't see you. Um, let's see if. Um, but as you come down there, two of you are loud enough for her to at least look over, but she doesn't see anything, and she's just like looks scared. Keep pushing to the north. Wait, the, we should let her out. The spell will, will be over. We will lose our element of surprise. We can save her later. Let's go. But I wanted to ask her a question. <laughs> we'll keep it fast. Don't get into a seven and a half minute role play. <laughs> I, uh, so I run down there. <laughs> We keep going up and down, up and down. <laughs> this is like a clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It is yeah. a clue. Uh, I I emerge from the the invisibility the sphere, sphere. Yeah, so you walk out and you just become visible her, again. And she could probably hear me jangling with my chainmail. She's like, Psst, "Hello, madam. Hello. Where, where did you come from? Ah, just over there, down the hall." Who are you? Uh, my name's Aldo. Uh, I've got some friends as well. What, what's your name? My name is Diani. Diani Katiri. Are you? Are you prisoners here too? No, no. We're we're here to rescue you. Maybe she, she just looks like very oddly at you when you say that and she steps back 
It's not like a smile hits her face, but there's this very strange look. Where she's gone from, like, fear to very serious. And she says, no. I cannot be rescued. I have reaped the faith. Faith that I have sown in life. Destruction at the hands of these inhuman monsters is inevitable. It is what I deserve for the life I have led. Please, please do not try and rescue me, for I must die by torture at their hands, and it is a small price to pay for the darkness that I have let loose in our world. You see, I... I was an academic. Yes, I followed in the footsteps of my parents to study. They always told me to study, and study I did. But my studies, they took a turn that theirs did not. Do you know, she grabs the bars, do you know what it is to finally see, to peer beyond the stars and see into the void? The great old ones, they are rising in our world. And I once thought, like a fool, that when they rose, they would exalt me as their herald. But I am nothing. We are nothing. We are like ants to them. No, no, I will not be rescued. And you will not be rescued because it is much better to die here than to live in that world when they come and they will come. So you'd best die here too. Yoga, Roshotata, Manustare, Kuntan, Frutanga. I am yours. And we'll see you next week. Oh my god. Oh, oh man. That was very. That was like a, a glimpse into the campaign. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to go down the hallway. Freaked out. Didn't we get to. We, to we get the same speech later after the boss was dead. I should say that took nine and a half minutes. I knew it was. Oh, yeah. I knew it was. You guys, come on. Think for a second. Would you think? Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. 
It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to Counterclock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.